0: Welcome to Beyond the Boards, your go-to podcast for all things related to the exciting world of digital out-of-home advertising. I'm your host, Patrick Brennan, here to take you behind the screens and into the inner workings of our fascinating industry. On each episode, we'll hear from the visionaries, creators, and analysts driving this fast-paced industry forward. We'll talk about emerging technologies, creative campaigns, as well as strategy, measurement, and insights. The goal is both to entertain and educate anyone who shares a passion for digital out-of-home advertising so sit back relax and get ready to go beyond the boards welcome back everyone to the beyond the boards podcast today's episode is going to be 100 sales focused so we're talking sales strategy sales stories and i could not have two better guests on in my opinion then, Mr. Larry Salice uh, of IBN Long Island, he's a Deal Urban Compass. Thank you for coming on, Larry. My pleasure. Glad to be here. Yeah, I, I'm glad to have you. And then uh, Jeff Dewey as well, our senior field trainer at Compass C B. Jeff, thank you so much. No problem.
1: Glad to be here as well. To kick things off,
0: do you guys mind um, each giving a little bit about your background and your involvement with this business, starting with you, Larry?
1: Sure.
2: I have worked different types of jobs. I worked at a construction company growing up, gas station like everybody else, even a bartender, Red Lobster for a short period there. I think I invented the screwdriver. No, just kidding. (laughs) So for me, um, my dad owned a large construction company uh, and I went to work there for a long period of time. One of my buddies came over, he worked at a uh, stock and investment firm and he's like, all my life, whenever I told my friends to kind of do something or, hey, this is what we're going to do, everybody always kind of followed my lead. Um, you know, hey, we're going to go to Jody's house, a little fired up, excited, always got people to kind of do what I said. My mom was always like, hey, you're a natural born salesman, blah, 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 blah. So um, went to work with my dad for a while. My buddy came over, worked at a stock firm. And he's like, man, you do. He's like, you will do so great at this. You got it in the world. Come here and work, and I'm like, well, you know, at the time I was working with my dad' construction company, had a nice Corvette, lived at home, did pretty well. And he's like, I made thirty thousand dollars last month, and I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, really? I go and like we're working out in like my garage, and I go, you come back with that check, I'll um, I'll definitely join there. So uh, he came back with the check, showed that to me. I stopped working for my dad, lost my of that drove a brown Malibu with all stuff hanging down for $150 a week, and then did really well, totally into sales. I did um, a couple of the different types of uh, companies that all did very well. And then somebody turned me on to Encompass. It always came down to price of lead, cost per acquisition, whatever it may be. So I love the idea of marketing that, you know, it's recession-proof. People, it's a bad economy. People need to market. They might not have the wherewithal to do it, but they need to market. And then in a great economy, everybody wants to keep making money, right? And then most people are always willing to throw their uh, money behind a great idea like we have here with um, Encompass, the digital billboards and everything we have to offer so i love the idea of marketing this person convinced me to get involved with Encompass, which is 14 years ago so and when i first got involved i was like wow i love this idea ted turner we all know him he built from outdoor billboards to uh the turner network to everything that he's got going and i was like you know what i'm gonna be the ted turner of indoor billboards it's been a great journey for all 14 years so sorry my story was so long and uh no but i wanted to hit on every note there
0: yeah no thank you man i mean you have a phenomenal background um uh, you've, you've done a lot of sales i mean wall street that's a different beast and just the fact that you kind of uh you know sharpened your eye in there it says a lot um and i'll get to you in just a second jeff but Larry, what is it? Because obviously, like you said, you just had a natural ability, the gift of gab, growing up. You know, you're you're. You said your mom identified that. Your friends, you're leading them everywhere. What is it in particular that you know years later you're still doing primarily sales? What what is it that drives you and fuels you for this particular
2: thing? Well, well, well listen. Just to say one thing: even if someone has the gift of gab, but they don't have the work ethic, right? It doesn't matter how good of a player. You could be the greatest baseball player in the world, but if you don't step on the field, you don't make the effort, right? Little effort. If you don't make that effort and you don't lead forward, doesn't matter how good or talented you are. That kind of stays in the, cl- the closet. But for me, what I love about, you know, especially this business is you're speaking to all different types of businesses all day long, different strategies, great people business owners that are looking to get their name out there to, to market their company, website, whatever the case may be. And so that always excites me. The story somewhat changes a little bit every day, but our goal and mission to make people's companies stand out and brand those companies, that never changed. And obviously always getting, um, you know, I love sales in terms of, hey, I can control my income The harder I work, the better I do, more money I make. I love getting yeses, love getting those successes, and love grabbing those checks. So that too for me is because not just that, then I have goals that, you know, by achieving this, what do I want to do with that money, whether it's help a family member or um, get something nice for me or my kids or whatever the case may be. So, you know, I always like to be able to control my paycheck. The harder work that I put in, the more I get out of it, right? It's what you put in is what you get
0: out Very well said. And I definitely agree with the hard work aspects of anything, but especially this. And now, Jeff, if you don't mind, tell a little bit about your backstory. What got you into sales and what got you into this business?
1: Got me into sales when I was 12 years old. Uh, my, I would say my second job I had, uh, I became a pap- paperboy. I had 120 houses on my paper route, and during the wintertime, I went to all those houses, and I got about 80 of those houses. I shoveled their sidewalks, and during the summertime, about 60 of them, I cut the grass. So, as a young kid, I was out there just working it. And at 12 years old, I was actually, I had money on me all the time. Uh, As far as Larry's saying, all his friends, he could talk them into everything. And the reason why I had friends is because I had money at 12 years old. So, (laughs) whenever we decided we'd go down to the local, Back in the day, pharmacy they used to have a, a soda soda shop in the pharmacies. Larry might remember those. I don't know, Patrick, if you've ever seen a pharmacy with a soda machine in it or anything like that. But we yeah, had a museum. Yes, you and know they, what I mean. Yeah, and so we uh, we swing down there, and so I'd buy all my my gang. You know, we'd get a coke and whatever, a candy bar whatever. But I uh, started back then, and then went into school. And when I came back from school, I got into bartending and when I was 21 and from 21 to 30, 35, I was either uh, bar managing, uh, I was a general manager. I was running whatever bar I was at. I mean, when you're a bartender, you're selling yourself. That's where you make your money is off your tips. And so I was always working so hard to get my tips. And I had a following about 300 people that would follow me from one bar to another. So it was, it was always every bar I worked at, they loved it. Uh, when I got out of the bar business, I started working in the phone industries as telemarketer. Never thought I'd ever be a telemarketer in my life. At the moment, I was just trying to find something to do. And uh, a guy that I used to teach how to play volleyball offered me a, a position at his place, and it was called the Old Gel Group. And uh, I excelled at that. And then one thing led to another. And Don Winfrey, our CEO, started uh, actually running the the United States side. Anyhow, he heard about me from John Hernandez, the president of our company, told, and told Don about me. And Don flew to Chicago. That's where I was stationed at the time. Uh met Don and uh, within 30 seconds of our conversation, I realized that I was in an interview. And after that breakfast interview, I started working with Don and I've been working with Don for 25 years now. Uh, and I think it's, from having conversations with Larry, as much as I have, we both enjoy it, and that's the big thing. I, I, I thoroughly. This is the, this is my favorite job I've ever had in my entire life, and I'm not just saying that. Uh, I, I, I actually mean it. I enjoy going around and talking to people and having conversations and starting up conversations. You know, Patrick, when I'm in the office, I kind of just at times I'm like, I just got to go chat with people because that's what I do.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you have a, you have a great story and, you know, something you you mentioned that really stands out to me is talking about mowing lawns growing up and realizing like, oh, if I, you know, mow some lawns, shovel some driveways, I have some money in my pocket. Same thing happened to me growing up. You know, I, I didn't have any money. My family didn't have any money growing up, but started mowing lawns because we don't have snow in Texas where I'm from. And, uh, that's the cool aspect of sales and really owning your own business is Hey, you go work harder, you go make more money and you can do what you want, buy what you want. Right. And what's great about our model is that it's re- recurring and residual. So it builds up, builds up. So you have that, those checks coming in every month at a certain point. Um, but, but back to kind of the sales aspect of this podcast, starting with you, Larry, what advice would you give to someone that's up and coming in sales? You know, maybe they have never done it before. Maybe they've only done a little bit about, of it and they're uh, nervous.
2: Well, at the end of the day, everything that we do in life is sales, right? Like you become a dentist. There's a lot of dentists that are out there. So you need to separate your practice from the next practice, whether you're a mechanic. you gotta, Why is your mechanic auto shop better than the next guy down the road? Do people like to deal with you? So at every point in our life, we're always making sales, Right. So, um, you know, th- that's the main thing. And then I think that no matter what profession that person would take, they have to have a little bit of sales, a little bit of speaking. And really at the end of the day, it comes down to hard work. It doesn't matter how good of a salesperson you are, it's about how hard you work. It's kind of just like Vince Lombardi, right? He's like, I'll take 100% work ethic over 110% talent every day. Everything we do in life that's worth, while having, we do need to work hard for, right? Or it wouldn't be worth having. we could go online and take a one-hour course, and we'd all be heart surgeons, heart surgeons wouldn't be paid a lot of money, right? So uh, there's always what you put in, what you get out. So what I would tell every person is, as long as you're willing to work hard, and working hard brings you to the goals that you want in life, whether it's helping out a friend or family member or uh, a nicer house for mom and dad or a nicer house for me, whatever the case may be, this gives you a clear cut path to get to. You know, you work hard, you're going to get in what you put out. At the end of the day, we all want a reward, right? You don't go to work for free. Nobody does anything for nothing. If you work hard, you make good money, you have a better life you know, or hit the goals that you're striving for, it all comes together. I
0: like that. That's good advice. So definitely work hard. Um, It sounds like the main theme of what you're saying there. Jeff, uh, now with you, what advice would you give to a brand new salesperson or someone, you know, even entering this business that may be a little bit nervous?
1: I found the more I work with people and actually are out in the street, the better I am, the more comfortable I am. I got to keep sharpening that tool that I have and that tool that I have is conversational skill For a new business, someone that's in sales, you can talk all you want, but if you don't know your product, and which is something that I believe I push hard, and I know Larry does as well, like understanding what your product is, if you just half-ass know it, it's going to show in the long run. So get deep into whatever your business is that you're going to be selling, know what that product is, know how to look at it from all kinds of angles not just your angle but look at it from angles of other people you know just having a conversation with people find out what they're all about and one of the biggest things i could if i could ever pass on to a sales rep you gotta be able to listen if you don't listen you miss so many opportunities that are opening up from the person that you're talking to that they open the doors for you like, oh, there's there's an end, there's an end, there's an end. And they seriously might not even realize they're doing it. But when you have a trained ear and you listen for what might be towards our business as far as marketing and branding, you know, I'm always constantly listening to what, they're, what their needs are. And a lot of times, they'll just give it up to you. And then after that, Larry said, you're not going to be that good in the game unless you get out there and get your cuts in. man. you got to go out to the streets. You got to get out there. You know, we have people that say, you know, you can do it in the, the chamber meeting. Great. I'm all about going into the chamber. But to really know the essence of what our business is all about, it's getting out there, feeling that community. Larry knows his community. Community very well because he stays on the same one. I travel all the over the, uh, I travel all over the United States. And usually on my Monday when I'm working, I got to kind of feel and hear the community. So I got to get out and listen and talk so I can kind of feel on what this going to, how it's going to play out in that community that I'm working. For me, a lot of times it's the cadence of the conversation, how fast you're talking to the people or do you hold back and things like that. That's constantly what's going on in my head as far as as a a strong salesperson, listening and and paying attention to your community.
0: I I like that. So it sounds like knowing your product and services very well, paying attention, like you said, listening.
1: One thing I just want to say real quick
2: is nervousness of a sale at the end of the day, the worst thing the guy can say is no. Yeah. And then move Mm -hmm. on to the next guy, learning from that experience, right? That's the key, just like riding a bike. Every time we get on, we we want to go a little further. So that's a little of what keeps you going. That butterfly keeps you trending. You're going to have a little bit of nervousness. But again, if you know your pitch, you know your product, your passion and what you believe in, at the end of the day, the worst thing they could say is no. And then you move on to the next floor next real estate person that somebody will see the value in what you have told.
0: That's, that's well said. And um, yeah, you guys both hit on something that I think is really important for people to really listen to and understand. And I, ironically, that is listening. I think so many beginner salespeople or people that don't really know what they're doing, they you know maybe they have their pitch nailed and they go in they're like, all right, here's my pitch. I'm going to sell my product. This is exactly what it is. Instead of shutting up half the time and being like, okay, what are they telling me? What do they actually want? What problems do they have that I may be able to solve just by getting to know these people, right? So in this particular business, Larry, when as you mentioned, you know, you're you're helping all these local businesses. You're essentially a consultant to them because you have so many products and services. What are some of the key things that you, you know, talk to them about to get them more comfortable and maybe even you more comfortable in eventually selling them marketing services and products?
2: By being part of the encompass team, we have something that nobody has to offer. Local digital TV network, right? Everybody else you yeah, know, my daughter does our websites. My cousin's the best at Instagram. She's got 400 followers on uh, <laughs> But at the end of the day, nobody has a digital TV network. So I always lead in with that, right? Gain their trust. Say, hey, this is an opportunity to separate you from your competitors. Bring the ad back to them. They love me. And then I bring it back to the Encompass team, right? They turn around and they dive in to each client for you. And they'll show you where each specific area this person may need help in, whether it's a website, Instagram, Facebook, so you don't waste your time or, uh, or 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 the customer's time, right? You're able to say these are the areas. And at that point, you've built a level of trust with that client. So you even lay like this, listen, I did this free uh, like diagnostic report on your uh, digital footprint. This is where you're at. And um, whether you have the wherewithal to do it now, if you're looking for more traffic, more hits to the website, these are the things in the areas that we can help you out. Just wanted to drop that on your
0: line. That's, that's a great answer. And and Jeff, obviously, like you said, you're dealing with different situations. You're essentially dropped in all these cities across the United States. And like you're saying, every single city is different. Every single part of the United States is different. The way they talk in New York versus how they talk in Texas, nine day different, right? But yeah. with that, with you getting to talk to all these people across the country, how do you make them comfortable in that conversation when you may not even be from their area?
1: I think I'm just charming. I mean, that's plain and simple. I I'm very direct about what I'm doing. Like hey, I might speak to the general manager, the owner. And seriously, it doesn't change. I might walk in and talk about their business, especially if you go into a restaurant and it smells good. You just simply it smells incredible here. And then you just that instantly ha- kind of wins the personal simple things like that. You don't have to have these dramatic uh, conversations, but simple things like that. And I just very in- simply ask for the general manager, the owner like to talk to him about a business opportunity and whoever I'm talking to at that moment, i say, Hey, I- I'm not trying to sell him anything. I just want to talk to him about a business opportunity. And I think being that upfront and the way I actually, I'm, I'm pretty really laid back. I'm not all dressed up and, Uh, sports jacket you know I'm I wear I'm in Florida right now and I'm in shorts and I wear shorts almost all year round anyhow it's just how I go about what I do but just making people feel comfortable that I'm not trying to sell them anything and I do tell them I'm not trying to sell them anything but that carrot's hanging over their head They're, they're like all right what the let's let's see what this guy has to say and then just starting the conversation and our product seriously when you just explain what it does our product really sells itself especially if you know how to really talk about all the nuances that are are, are what we do can do for them you're talking for me i'm talking in these small communities as well well sometimes i am in new york i i could be in a huge community but we when we sell the territories as a territory, they're not the whole entire city all the time. Sometimes it's just a, a portion of it. But uh knowing that it's hyper local and I I find that I have an opportunity once I get one business owner. I, I I'm always hunting for this one business owner that knows everybody. I call my bird dog and when i find this guy that or gal that find, understands the community understands what i do i'll tell you what when i say i'm charming i charm the hell out of that person because i want them to give me as many leads as i can possibly get from them and i would reward them for helping me out uh, by giving them more outside exposure because that's the value of our business it's not the tv it's not the inside ads when it's really said and done it's the outside exposure that all these businesses get to and that's my thing is I re- somebody helps me out. Like if you, if you know somebody that's just a great networker and you talk to them, Hey, can you give me a lead? If you give me a lead, I'll put you on my screens at no cost. A person that's not even paying us to be our most valuable person that we have because if they're throwing us leads that we're landing, well, that's, that's a warm lead. I'll do that all day long. Other than knock on the cold door, going in, dropping a name and learning how to network, playing the network game. I mean, but that's my whole play and trying to teach my dealer that's working with me to use, utilize your network, network, know how to talk. It's, it's networking. You go to chambers, if you work on the streets, you get to know the guy. And down the road, I bet you, like, I can't be because I travel all over the United States. But I know for a fact that on Larry's territory, I bet you that his, his host locations and some of his advertisers called the guy. Cause Larry knows the guy, you know, they know that Larry knows probably a guy. And mm-hmm. if you can work to be that in your own network, being the guy or the gal that has all the answers or can give you a lead, that is a neat feeling, man. That is something unique. Not everybody has that. And I love that. I love that. little play right there. Hey Jeff, that's a great point. Like even when I go out and I sell the
2: people, I'll go, listen, Look at my brochure. Here's Nissan 112. Here's this. I'll tell people. They'll go. Who is some of your advertisers? I'll be like, Joe's corporate company. Who's the best in the area? Nobody does a better job than Joe. He's been with me for two years. Even done my uh my family's house. So I always say, not only do you get my screens, but me and all my salespeople are always an advocate for your business. We're always out there. Telling them how good of a good guy you are, because obviously, you know, if you weren't, I wouldn't
1: be doing this with you as well, you know? That has merit, because seriously, we're, we work in the advertising world, and one of the things I teach the host uh, or the dealers when I'm working with them, if we're going after a host and I go in and I win it, I win that host location, and through that conversation, the person I'm talking to is just an asshole. I mean, just an asshole. Well, I'm gonna like go through all the motions that we're gonna do everything, but I'm walking out of there and I'm telling the dealer put that one in your back pocket. If you need number twenty, then let's put that one up. But until that, put it in your back pocket. Just I don't want that person to give you a migraine. He's gonna overrun your brain. He's gonna make you do things that he's gonna try to make you do, you know, backflips and all this stuff. Don't worry about that guy. Put him off to the side. If you use him, great. If you don't, all right. And the thing is, you know, if you don't use him, and the fun thing about what I love is because it's our business, it's your business, okay? Pick who you want to work with.
0: You guys nailed it. I mean, being, it's a relationship business, you have to build those relationships, but also just knowing all these people in your community, knowing all these business owners, being able to walk in. I know, Larry, you got like 80 businesses. You walk into all of them. I bet they smile when they see you and, and get, you know, it probably makes you feel pretty damn good to have that impact on people. And to be able to say, like you said, I have a car, to, I have a car, to, I have everything. If you if you need a guy, call me and I'll help you find the guy, right? That in itself is a very powerful feeling like you were saying as well, Joe. So back to the sales strategy, uh, you know, kind of piece of this. Obviously in sales, there's always gotta be this blend of patience versus assertiveness. You can't just sit around all day, never closing or, or getting to the point where you you make the sale, right? So how do each of you balance this, starting with you, Larry, the patience aspect versus just going in and having that assertiveness to close the deal?
2: I'm full throttle, dude, all the time. So I'm always going in for the close. There's only one way for me. I'm not like, hey, I want to come back. I go in, if I get the decision maker, you got it um, and you're interested, let's make a decision today. That's it. There is no going back. I have bad patience. Probably, Probably, you know, listen to a fault a little bit but I come from the buyer die. This is what I got. If you don't like it, I'll find a guy that does. We're looking for, you know, one particular business that does what you do. And, you know, if you don't see value, which I understand, my goal is to go out and find out a guy that does. And, uh, so I'm close, close, close.
0: <laughs> I love that. I respect that. Uh, what about you, Jeff? Do you feel the same way?
1: I want to write off of that a little bit. Yes, I am. Uh, and, and I'll have 15 to 25 conversations in that day. We have a presentation, we don't deviate. That's our game. That's our bread and butter. That's what we we bleed that presentation.
2: One thing I want to say though is, and I apologize because I just oh. that. No, I this is that's just chat. Um, some of it is um in the rebuttal, right? When um oh, yeah. the guy says to me, Hey, um, you know, I want you to come back. Patience, patience. Close. It's all about you. See value in the idea. What do you, What are you doing? I don't want to go to another place, but it's all presented properly down, you know, t- down those roads. So if he's like, "Well, you know, I really like your idea. Do you want to come back?" It's to a certain point. You told me you like the idea. Let's what's hold, What's holding you back? Let's make a decision. So it's all in, um, you know, really understanding what the client needs as well, right? And and we're we're saying, I'm not like, hey, buy or die, buy or die, buy or die. I'm just saying, hey, listen, what's holding you back? You liked my idea. What's preventing you from doing business today? On the same token, he's asking me to have patience. Well, let me ask you, you like the idea. What's really holding you back from doing business today? Well... Well, as I told you, it's limited. You know, we're going to get other place. I'd rather have it be you. I really want it to be you. But if you don't see the value in this, you know, what's what's really truly holding you back? So sorry, sorry to just bust in there. Cause I, you know,
1: no, I'm going to run with that. It's Cause I follow that exact same techniques when I'm out in the field, when I'm going after hosts for the dealers. Now, it's a different ball. Well, there's a different game strategy there as well. You are blood, okay? I'm setting up a network, so i got to kind of play a little dance there. But it's the same idea. I mean, my mindset is exactly that. And, and, you know, when I can't push, and one of the things that you taught me, and I think that John put together very well when we put our the presentation that we actually used to go after hosts, if you said and just read that thing, Line for line, it's got hooks in it. I call it chumming. We chum like crazy. And so and these, each line has a hook, and the hook is to get me to my next line so I can explain the business even better. But keeping it all energized wise, and there's always this energy uh, kind of you can't bore anybody. You got to be able to read your customer. If you're boring the shit out of a person, it might be better to say, Hey, I'll tell you what, you look like you're really busy right now. I think you're really going to like what I have to ha- offer you. When would be a good time I can come back where, you know, you can get done what you're doing. These are techniques and these are, I, I know Larry understand. It's an instinct. You feel this shit. You catch it. You know, you're reading the body language. You're just not doing a presentation where you're, you're locked in as a robot. You're reading this person's body language and your facial expressions. Do they have their, fa- their hand on a pen and they're like, they, they're going over numbers and, There's just like, and you can see that hand twitching, like this guy's more concerned about these numbers. He's not going to give me a great answer. He might not even be listening to me right now. So it's when the back out as well at times like that. But one of the things that Larry was saying, when he teaches and, and he's doing his presentation, he's dropping hints to these people. They're little hooks all the time. You, you can see how that can help your business, right? And, and Larry calls them closing, pre-closings. He's got all these pre-closings that are there. Places that we can bring them in because this sense of value, i got to bring them in on that sense of value. Knowing how to do this stuff, it's actually, it's when you really break it down, it's a fun dance. I, I consider it's a dance of conversation back and forth, how the flow goes. I'll tell you what, Larry. I came in here because you got the best pizza pie In the whole block I came in here I want to work with you But you know what It'd be a shame because I'm going to go down and talk to Joe And I want to tell him that I talked to you And it's right now Joe It's either you or he's going to jump on board Because he's going to he want to block you It'd be a shame that you allowed this to happen Because you know what he's, he's, His commercials Are going to be talking to your customers And I just stopped for a second and that this is my last. If I'm just like, all right, I went to one hellmaker to see if I can get it. We only had like two or three rebuttals because everything that we say is to drive us back into whatever our conversation we want to have. We don't want to have a long conversation about Pluto. I don't know, why is Pluto. I don't know, but I got to get back to what, what our business is about. And so you have these two or three strong, strong rebuttals that you know that I got this at any time. Boom. I trumped it. You can trump them, and you know that you trumped them if you do it right. It's instinct and knowing these things, and to push to push somebody to the point that they're not squirming, but they're still interested. That's a fun conversation. I don't know about you, Larry, but I that's where I I love that right there. That interchange. That you know where I'm going with that conversation. That's that dance. That game. I love that. I love it's a, it's a
0: challenge. And I mean, there's not many ways in life. I mean, th- there's a few, but there's not that many, especially as you get older to where you have clear wins and losses. You have clear ways of saying, you know what? I'm pretty damn good at what I'm doing. And here's a way I can quantify it. Right. Sales is that sales is exactly that. So on that same kind of note, Jeff, you're leading into this, but can each of you tell a quick story of a cell within this business that you guys walked away from? Like, hell Yeah. That was awesome.
2: That- I went into a large car dealership one time, and uh, I was like, "I'm just going to ask for six grand a month." And I already, I had dealt with all um people in my neighborhood, those New York people, where they beat me up over price. So I'm like, "I'm just going to put, just going to go in there, say six grand." So I go in there, I pitch it, and uh, there's a GM with the the guy who owns the dealership son son opens up his mouth he goes well if i give you five grand will you do it so i just look at him and i go are you gonna do business today and then the uh, gm <laughs> looks at the uh, kid's son and is like well are you and he's just like yeah and he goes all right good and they both go all right good that was like a lesson taught by the gm regarding son and so I walked out of there and I was like really looking for like twenty five hundred bucks, got them for five grand a month. And uh, you know, I did the Steve Martin jumping up in the air, my heels clicking. <laughs> um, I love that. Hell yeah. That, that's an awesome yeah, um, thing.
1: When you walk it, around the corner, right? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> it, it,
0: and Jeff, I'm, I know what you do is different, of course, mostly venue partnerships, hosts, uh, you know, those terms are kind of interchangeable, but is is there a moment like that for you?
1: Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it actually happened just this, uh, well, it was last, last summer. Uh, we had a new dealer came on it was in Arizona. I'm, I'm not going to drop names, uh, but uh, I went, We it was uh, the first day his daughter got to go with us out into the field, and so we were, we had we went and had breakfast. I landed at a, uh, a location with her at breakfast, and then we were just hunting. And we went out to that this in the valley uh, in the Phoenix area valley. We went out into it was just like nowhere down in the desert. And I saw this just a something just come out of the desert. I go, what's that? And they're like, oh, that's a big uh, like. Sports venue, like, let's go there now, you know, right now. I mean, (laughs) let me go have this conversation. We walked in and we got lucky. I mean, it was just, we got lucky. Uh, The plans were all aligned. Everything was just had to happen because the head of marketing for this corporation was there. He was there. And we walked in and I just started, I was talking to uh, the gal at the front. Front uh, desk and just was just kind of chatting with her, trying to wait for the general manager. The uh, and I happen to say marketing manager, he happened to hear that. He just caught it. He comes walking over and we just started talking. This place has 6.25 million people coming through it every single year. Every year. Okay. And we got five. 65 inch screens that they gave to us, okay, and they they ran all the wiring for the whole thing. <laughs> it was all done. It was done. We didn't yeah. have to. We I saved the dealer probably about ten thousand dollars with a just the install alone. Every we got everything. We got everything. And, I mean everything. And also, they're actually going to work with this dealer with DMS. Just when you hit one of those like that, and because that right there, that one land, that's just that's a network. That's a that's truly a network because you can market that like that, and to get that for him and and you know these these people, I can't explain to you how I was so charged up, I was so fired up, and he actually showcases it as well, and he actually uh, they have a new owner that took over that business. And he's working with them on their marketing. And it's just one of those that I, I'll never get that
0: one. That damn good feeling. Damn good feeling. Yeah. Well, and I can't hold you guys hostage forever. I do appreciate you guys taking a bunch of time for this. Um, But one more thing I do want to talk about, right? So you guys, as you both mentioned, have been with other companies and in different sales roles, and you have a lot of experience in this field. So as you mentioned earlier, Larry, like a lot of things have changed, right? Like with the digital billboards, even they've been upgraded and. The digital marketing services that even Encompass offers, we have a bunch of them now, and they're all really cool and unique and all that. And and that's not even what I want to talk about. What core aspects of sales have remained the same no matter what? No matter what role you've been in, no matter what company you've been with, what is something that's always remained true to being in sales?
2: I guess, you know, at the end of the day, product knowledge, work ethic, right? Those two things are always Pride and true, right? You know, the only place where success comes before work is in the dictionary. So, at the end of the day, it's you know, product knowledge, work.
0: I love that. Well said. What about you, Larry? I mean, Jeff. Sorry about that.
1: Be true to yourself. I would have to say as well. Okay, you got to be honest with yourself. That's you know, if you really want to be good, if this is what you want to do, and there's a, there's a lot of time that we have to you have to put into yourself to be really good at this.
0: You guys gave great answers and as you were saying earlier larry if you could take a one hour online course, we'd all be heart surgeons right and i think that's something that people and this is just to go on a little bit of a of a quick rant here because we have potential dealers listening to this we have existing dealers listening to this um that are maybe in early stages and things like that that's what separates you being successful is putting in that work is actually doing what it takes to get to that level If you wanna just have something that's easy to make money, go put all your money in the stock market. That's what separates entrepreneurs from investors. And investors, you're gonna build up, maybe get 7% on average a year, slow, slow, slow. If you wanna make serious money and build up something insane and really change your life, um, not necessarily overnight, but for lack of a better word, overnight over the course of a few years, understand that that's what it takes to truly build a business and, and set yourself apart. So thank you guys so much for emphasizing those aspects. Um, anything else at all that you guys want to end before we conclude this podcast?
1: Thank you. Thanks for letting us have this chat. No, thank you guys very much.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of beyond the boards. I hope you enjoyed it. This podcast is hosted by myself and produced alongside Haley bird. The music is composed by rocket jr. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes, and please leave us a review if you like what you hear. On behalf of our entire Beyond the Boards team, thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time as we continue to explore the fascinating world of digital out-of-home advertising.